Today on CityCast Denver, garden variety injustice happens every day. So how extreme does a case have to be for people with the power to change things to take notice? Somebody yelled out they they were calling the cops and I was like, that's great. So I'm thinking the cops are coming to help me. I don't know why I thought that. Today's Thursday, July 8th, 2021. I'm Paul Caroli and this is CityCast Denver. see what's happening out there today. Prepare for some blistering heat. Highs today are expected to reach the upper 90s. Remember that plastics bill I talked to CPR reporter Miguel Otarola about a few weeks back? The one that would curtail single-use plastics across the state over the next few years? Well, Governor Polis signed it into law on Tuesday. Unfortunately, not at a Walmart like Miguel and I wanted, but nonetheless, prepare for single-use plastics to start being phased out across the state over the next few years. And a programming note, we want to hear from you. What do you want to hear more on the show? What do you want to hear less? We want your feedback so we can be the best local daily news podcast we can be. Check out the link in the show notes, and who knows, maybe you'll be the person we randomly select to win 100 bucks. All you've got to do is answer some simple questions and you'll be eligible to win. And, you know, we'll be super grateful for the feedback no matter what. Since we started up the show earlier this year, we've made it a mission to seek out great journalism and elevate stories that are too easy to overlook. And today's episode is a perfect example. You're about to hear a story about police brutality. Alleged police brutality, I should say. But as you're listening, know that this story is the exception. Because the circumstances aligned in just such a way, and a series of individuals listened at the right time, this one man's story made its way here to you. But that's not the case for everyone who's subject to injustice every day. Thanks for bearing with us through this technical stuff. You know, all through COVID, this is what everyone's been doing. So I'm used to it now. Amir Allen was a resident of Lakewood when he says he was violently arrested back in February for a crime he didn't commit. And his case made it all the way to the doorstep of Lakewood City Council and Colorado Newsline reporter Mo Clark. You know, before we even have to start, I think I have to hear more about those ferns. Which one is your favorite? Can you tell me? Can you show maybe a close-up? These are, I don't know if I'm saying it right, um, like bracket ferns? I might be saying that wrong. So you're about to hear the whole story from Mo and Amir. I spoke to them yesterday morning, right before they sat down for the latest hearing in Amir's case. Well, Mo Clark, welcome to CityCast Denver. We're so happy to have you here. I think I want to start with how you found out about this story of alleged police brutality in the first place. Can you take us back to that moment? So I actually heard about Amir's case because a uh, Denver resident had sent me a recording of a Lakewood City Council meeting. And this person's message was along the lines of, like, this seems pretty messed up. You should look into this. It's extremely concerning that we've had allegations of the Lakewood George Floyd incident, complete with chokeholds, need of the neck, and brutality, requiring a reported strangulation test, stops at two hospitals, and lingering serious injuries. Yes, right here in Lakewood, a wake-up call for sure. Yeah, well, let's let's get into it. What happened to Amir back in February? In February, Kawana, 
um, Amir's fiance uh, noticed a tow truck kind of circling their their parking lot and and she told um, Amir to go check on his car and so he kind of raced out there. Tow truck driver had blocked me off from leaving the parking spot and uh, you know backed up and clamped his his little wheel clamps on my on my rear wheels and lifted me up and I came around and I was like, dude, what are you doing? Kawana was helping her youngest daughter get ready for remote learning. They were still remote because this was in February. And the youngest daughter actually saw what started to be a fight from the window. I was like, dude, you can't just take my car. So when he went back to, to go to his truck to grab more equipment, I just had my hands out and I was blocking him. I'm like, dude, you're not going anywhere. And he pushed my hands and he punched me. And uh, so he went to punch me again and I blocked him. And uh, then he tried to tackle me. And that's when I grabbed him because like he's tackling me to the ground. So I grabbed him and uh, we fall to the ground. And then, you know, he's on top of me like the MMA fighter trying to ground and pound. And I'm like, whoa, what is going on here? So I'm like literally just like I feel like I'm in a fight for my life now all of a sudden. Kawana convinced the tow truck driver to get off of Amir, um, and then they kind of all just separated and, and waited. Somebody yelled out, they, they were calling the cops, and I was like, that's great. So I'm thinking the cops are coming to help me. I don't know why I thought that. The, the police arrived. Kawana said there was numerous police cruisers, and she was kind of alarmed by how many folks had showed up. The officer was asking for Amir's name, for his full name. He gave them his full name. And then they asked him a couple times for his birthday. They were really aggressive. And I was confused because I was the one that had gotten attacked. So, you know, he came over. What's your name? What's your date of birth? You're going to give me this information. And I was like, dude, aren't you supposed to be taking my statement for what happened? And he was like, you you better listen to me and, and follow my orders. I said, give me your date of birth. And as soon as I was like, no, wait a minute, wait a minute. He took this, his pad and he just put it up. And he said, you're being detained. And he like lunged at me. And I was like, what? And the dude behind me grabbed me by my neck and they threw me to the ground. And when they start hitting me, I just curled up into a ball and I was I was holding myself. And they just, you know, they're choking me. They're hitting me. I remember one specifically, uh, the cop is literally holding my body and jumping in the air and kneeing me in the spine consistently. And this goes on for about five minutes or so. From the police report, it, it says also that the police car had to be moved because... Um, Amir couldn't walk, and Amir says that he was beaten unconscious um, by the by the police officers. So that was the incident back in February. You know, you mentioned a few of your sources, uh, but I think that's a really important angle on this: is like how we actually know any of what any of what's happening here. Who have you talked to? What have you read to to learn as much as we have learned? Obviously, I've, I've spoken to Amir, I've spoken to Kawana, 
I've spoken to Amir's lawyer, who's actually a city councilwoman in Lakewood. And after hearing his story, she decided to take up his case. That seems very unusual to me. How did that happen? How did they hear about this? A school counselor from a Jeffco public school called in to talk about the the incident with Amir because Kawana, um, Amir's fiance, um, her three daughters watched the whole incident kind of unfold uh, from Kawana's bedroom window. So the school counselor, um, her name's Susie Dude, called in as a mandatory reporter um, to tell city council about this event. Hello, I am um, an educator in the Lakewood area. um, And a week and a half ago, I sent an email to all city council members about a police brutality incident that occurred. And I would like to follow up on this communication to express my support for this family and seeking justice for what was done for them. She also was the one to submit a internal affairs request. So she requested that the Lakewood Police Department look into the uh, incident. It is not okay for officers to engage in this behavior and something must be done to address this incident. We have an opportunity here to show the children who witnessed this that there are people who are on their side, who will stand up for what is right, who are there for the safety and security of all children and citizens, regardless of race. After listening to that city council meeting, yeah, I had a lot of questions and I emailed the city councilwoman, it's Anita Springsteen, and asked her, I told her I wanted to hear more and also get connected with Amir, if that would be possible. She has a law firm, she's on city council, she doesn't have a lot of uh, free time to take up Uh, pro bono cases. But she said after her first conversation with Amir that she was really worried that he was kind of falling through the the cracks in Colorado's criminal justice system. He didn't qualify for a public defender. He had gone to his first court hearing without, without counsel present. There was just kind of a lot of things for her that she said led her to take up this Where's Amir at right now? So he actually has a motions hearing today, July 7th. And if all goes as planned, this is the last hearing uh, before the before his trial, which is on August 23rd. What is the case against him? He's being charged with four misdemeanor charges. So he's being charged with assault, resisting arrest, obstructing a peace officer, and harassment. And the the fourth charge, the harassment charge, was actually added on later. His, his attorney kind of took issue with the addition, well, all of the charges, but the addition of the fourth one because it's alleging harassment against the tow truck driver. And at this point, when that charge was added, um, according to Mir's lawyer, the district attorney's office hadn't been able to make contact with the tow truck driver. I've tried to get in contact with this tow truck driver through Facebook and social media and his employment, and I haven't been able to get in contact with him. And 
Amir's attorney was like, how can you charge uh, my client with additional charges coming from a victim that can't be found? So you've clearly done quite a bit of reporting here, but I, I still feel like we there's like a lot more to this that could be known. Doesn't Colorado have a law that police have to wear body cams in situations like this? Like, shouldn't we have body cam footage to consult and like know exactly what happened? So not all law enforcement officers currently wear body-worn cameras. A law passed last year that requires all Colorado law enforcement officers to use them by July 1st, 2023. That kind of gap is due to um, some requests from law enforcement agencies worried that they don't have enough money to purchase these um, cameras. So Lakewood Police don't wear body cam videos now, but they will be required to by 2023. There's a lot of question marks um, still in the story, and uh, I'm working on a couple follow-up stories um, and still trying to gain access to some of these um, documents through public records requests. How are Amir and his family doing? Um, I mean, I, I, I don't think they're doing very well. So Amir and Kawana have actually broken up um, since. And yeah, I think they expressed to me that this whole event and kind of the court process has put a tremendous amount of stress on them. It's really hard on a relationship when you can't do anything. Our seven-year-old went to school and she hadn't been sleeping because she saw everything. And so, you know, you don't, how do you understand things like that? My back still hurts from like this. Ever since this event happened, I haven't, like, I've been walking with a cane. I've never walked with a cane before. Um, I have bulging discs. I have an uh, issue with my spine. Like, I have headaches all the time. People are expecting you to just kind of go back to normal and like mentally, I, I wasn't there. All right, Mo Clark, thanks so much for joining us on CityCast Denver. Thanks for having me. After I spoke with Amir and Mo, we reached out to the Lakewood Police Department for comment, and a spokesperson basically told us the same thing he told Mo. The department cannot comment on a pending case. That's all for today here on CityCast Denver. If you enjoyed the show, we would really appreciate it if you took a few minutes to tell us why. Just click the listener survey link in the show notes to this episode. And if you didn't like it, well, we'd like to hear your feedback too. Maybe there's something we can change to make it work better for you. Either way, we'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. Until then, I hope you have a really good day. $100 Visa, di- Visa gift card. Visa gift card from the fine folks at Visa.